Reach a hand presents, you know, in the memory of Eric Backstrom. Young people in Uganda making from choices in our lives. Thinking, 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 You better think about tomorrow. It's your life that will be our But it's actually up to you If you want to make it You work hard at you You got me full support Obobobuka, bobobika Amanitekalana yebela mama lilivu I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe You can get solutions to your busy boo You decide what you want to be You know you itamu, you know you itamu Future ni megi, you decide what you want to be not your family, and now the kid never give me the bed free. And give me the time when you beg a yell. We go make my food, it did it, and America. We love in the love of we come and make we. So you decide, you decide, you decide, you decide what you want. You decide, you decide, you decide what you want. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, our dear listeners, wherever you're listening in from. I would love to take this opportunity to welcome you on this Saudi Plus episode on this amazing episode my name's um, my name is juma safari your moderator today a communications officer at richer hand uganda and i'm greatly overjoyed to moderate a, uh, to moderate a session on this podcast on a topic that has been um, shrouded in secrecy and um, silence for far too long so ladies and gentlemen in the studios today I do have some amazing people, but before before I introduce them to you guys, uh, I want you to know that uh, this podcast is brought to you by Richer Hand Uganda and Saudi Media Hub Plus Partners as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it should be noted that um, in many parts of the world, not only Uganda, menstrual hygiene has been 
considered as a topic I, i mean has been considered as a taboo like this is the topic that people don't really talk about in many parts of this country and uh, you know it has had um negative impacts on the girl child um girls have not been going to school some of them have been missing school of course they have they have the opportunity to go to school but they've been missing school uh g- girls are lacking facilities uh, to support them maintain hygiene uh due to the fact that no one really wants to talk about these issues but today um our dear listeners we are here to talk about to uncover everything that has not been talked about by different people in our communities. So ladies and gentlemen, I would love to take this opportunity to call upon um, my dear guests to introduce themselves. Um, I'm starting with my uh, the, with the gentleman just opposite. Okay, thank you so much moderator. Uh, greetings ladies and gentlemen. My name is Imojel Trevor, the reigning Mr. Y+ 2022-2023. <coughs> I'm also the country youth coordinator AHF Uganda Cares and I'm delighted to be part of this conversation. Thank you. Trevor, nice to have you here. You're welcome. Yes, please introduce yourself. Microphone check one two. Uh-huh. Um I'm Ocho Emmanuel, a visual artist. I'm a filmmaker doing measuring in post production. I also oh, wow. do VFX, color grading and editing. Uh, currently I'm taking in pr- producing I'm becoming a producer and a few uh my works that I've done uh, this includes breadwinner I've worked on kafako on kwazi sleep and I've produced aliet once flu and uh, that's about menstruation and I also worked on a project called marach thank you Okay, nice having you Emma. Who are we to host a filmmaker? We are glad to have you. Okay, I have some beautiful ladies here in the house. Uh please introduce yourselves. Um hello everyone. My name is Jemima Nagasha and I am a co-founder for, of Eco Options, a menstrual health business that sells sustainable menstrual health products. Oh wow. Nice having you here Jemima. Hi everyone. I'm uh, Joyce Namlondo. I'm a PI educator 2023 at Richard Hand Uganda. Ooh. And then I'm also still a student doing clinical medicine and I'm nice. I'm happy to be here with you. Ah, uh, nice having you. Aha, uh-huh, the lady on my right, please. Hi everyone. Uh, uh, my name is Akululin Tasha. And I work with Richard Handicand as a communications and advocacy officer. And I can't wait to hear everyone's ideas and mostly the myths because the myths are crazy about menstruation. So, yeah. Okay, our dear listeners, you've heard them all. These are our guests today who are going to be sharing with us some insights on um, menstrual hygiene. So um, today we are here to change the narrative here to break down the silence and challenge the society norms that uh, held us back for far too long so once again thank you for joining us uh, on this transformative journey let's dive in and quest the undo the taboo um, surrounding uh, menstrual hygiene 
Um, before before we delve into this topic, I would love um, Lynn uh, to tell us more about the Undo the Taboo campaign by Richard Hand Uganda. Um, hi, once again, thank you for the opportunity. So, um, initially, Richard Hand, as we all know, is a youth uh, centered organization that basically works with young people uh, in life skills. Uh, uh, HIV awareness and prevention, and then basically, entirely empowering young people to be able to make t like to make informed choices in life. So we've always been doing the Ant Flow campaign that we do every year, and that talks about menstrual hygiene. And this time we decided to like do something different, so we decided to come up with the Undo the Taboo campaign that also addresses the same issue, but this time. Um, involving other things uh, that were, were not involving before in the Antflow campaign. So the Undo the Taboo campaign basically uh, highlights myths and misconceptions about menstruation, but it's just not about menstruation as well. It also factors in the part of climate justice because I think we've all been in schools and we know how we've been disposing of the parts. It's not safe. And then we are in an era where climate justice is like such a big deal as well. At the end of the day, whatever we do affects our environment. And if we stay in an environment that is not enabling, we won't be able to achieve so many other things uh, because of uh, maybe some landslides in Bududa. People have been displaced. People, uh, young people's SRHR has been, you know, put on a standstill because they can't access medical centers. The roads are you know, flown away by the floods. So basically, and the people are starving, and you know when people don't have food, um, or when there is no food, like for example in Karamoja, that that time where there is no food, and then also because of like lack of water, young people are, made, are forced to make an informed choices. Because as a young girl, you want to survive, you want to look good. So if there is no food in your food, like in your home area, you're going to be forced to leave school, to actually go and work, to bring something at the table, or you're forced to leave your home area to come to Kampala to hustle, or you're forced to do so many other things because at the end of the day you have to survive. And or you actually, your parents force you to get married to a rich man who will bring in some money at the end of the day in the home. So we are seeing how all these things are kind of connected. SRHR is connected to climate justice. Menstrual hygiene is also connected to climate justice. So we can't only address menstrual hygiene or menstruation without actually talking about climate justice at the end of the day. Because if we don't dispose of parts safely, at the end of the day, it's going to affect our environment. And when it affects our environment, it comes back to us still. So the Undo the Taboo uh, campaign is uh, surrounded uh, in that umbrella but the, the the interesting bit is because it's a young people campaign that the main event which is on 28th which is menstruation day is going to have we've contacted different schools that are, that are going to come up with different art pieces to showcase on that day so they're going to come up with art pieces with the different themes menstruation and education menstruation gender menstruation disability inclusion so they're going to pick some of the themes to be able to highlight in their art piece. So we'll have like a whole day of exhibitions. We are, you know, tapping into young people's creativity instead of always coming down and sitting and having conversations about these things, which ways can we come up with um, solutions 
whereby we meaningfully involve young people in the things that interest them. We all love art. We like art. Young people are so artistic. Young people don't want to sit down and listen to a conversation of 40 minutes, but they want to listen to music. They want to express themselves using art, whatever thing that interests them. So we are relying on that to come up with the Undo the Taboo campaign. And the final event is on 28th. But then we have other events that are happening before then, like this podcast of a Twitter space. We have a satellite event. We have a documentary in Isinjiro highlighting the water scarcity, how it's interrupts everything, how it interrupts like the SRHR of young people, then the climate. So we're just not at sea or just doing things that are fun, but we're making sure we are doing meaningful engagement and also doing edutainment. And I hope I will see all of you on that day and you're all invited <laughs> to attend because it's going to be a very beautiful day and Jemima is going to exhibit. Uh, Emma has a film, by the way, about menstruation. I don't know if all of you have watched it. It's a, sh it's a short film. It's just 15 minutes. But it highlights some myths and misconceptions around menstruation. And then we have men for this podcast, which I'm really excited about. Because, I mean, it's menstruation. And it's one of those things where you think it's only women involved. But we want to also see how men's involvement can be, like, a very good push. So that, like, young women and girls and women are able to actually go through their menstruation without uh, facing any stigma, that they can be able to live like sustainable lives, they can be able to do everything they, they, like the men can do as well. So I think that's a very <laughs> long brief, but a necessary I'll... <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, but um, sorry, I talked so much, but <laughs> let me give it back to the, the horse, the moderator Juma, yeah, and then I can't wait to hear from all of you, of course. Okay, thank you so much, Lynn, uh, for that lengthy <laughs> description for Undo the Taboo event. Guys, aren't we excited to be part of um, an event that is going to change the lives of young girls out there? Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope we are excited. So, guys, before, before we delve into this discussion, just a fact check. Like, do you know that according to the 2018 study conducted by the United Nations Population Fund, nearly one in four Ugandan girls aged 15 to 19 reported missing school due to their menstrual cycle? Do we all know that? And uh, actually, this indicates the lack of access to proper menstrual hygiene materials, to... Um, like facilities and education. So the study found out that 56% of schools in Uganda have separate toilets for girls. Is that true? Is that the right thing to do? That is stigma. Who else agrees that that is stigma? I beg your pardon. 56% of schools in Uganda have separate toilets for girls. Girls and boys or girls? Girls, like girls have, like here in the study, they are saying. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the study found out that only 56 schools, only 56 schools in Uganda have separate toilets for girls. You know, like that means that uh, girls and boys do share toilets. You understand? Eh? So that's what this uh, statistic uh, like um, interprets. So, guys. 
Uh, to start on this conversation, I would love to call upon Trevor to tell us some of the taboos that um, are affecting your girls in your community. Okay, thank you so much. Um, once again, I'm uh, very glad to be part of this. And uh, I must say, as an individual, I've come to learn, relearn, and unlearn. And uh, I'll begin with my perspective of what I've heard or seen, or I will not say experienced because I've not experienced, but what I've seen happen, which is very unfortunate uh, in our society. So number one reasoning that I've heard from uh, people when they talk about menstrual uh, menstrual hygiene or menstrual issues, they mentioned that uh, girls who do this a lot are unclean during that time and therefore they should not mix with the rest because they are, they are unclean. I've even had uh, where they say that they do not enter sacred places because <laughs> they are unclean mm-hmm. or they are not fit, something to do with that. So um, those are some of the things that have stood out in, in what I've heard and even from the girls, they say, no, when I'm doing this, I'm not fit enough to go there. So you find that it has somehow even sunk into the minds of these young girls, which is very unfortunate because of what society is perpetrating in their minds. So that is really not good. And then also in relationships. Uh, right. we, we've seen uh, couples, this is, this is really unfair. The guy is like, you cannot <laughs> sleep on the same bed. Oh, and he has to ch- you know. Gay gets so violent and she has to Yeah, so so those are some of the things that I've seen. No, you share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still, anyway, I really think people need to be educated on these things. Mm. So yeah, I've also come to really learn. Mm. Okay, thank you so so much, Trevor. Uh, Emma, like, what are some of the taboos that you think are affecting um, uh, young uh, young girls to maintain um, a good uh, menstrual hygiene? Uh, once again, this is the voice of Ocho Emmanuel, um, commonly known as Ocho Max, mm-hmm. uh, in social social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about a short film I made because mm-hmm. it is more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a story of a girl who has never seen her periods, never in life, and she's growing. Mm-hmm. You know, it is very hard, almost impossible, to give birth without periods. If you have not seen your periods, yeah, definitely. Uh, she has never seen her periods, and she's growing. So she gets worried, and she's like, "I think I'll not give birth. My mom is worried. How will they? How will the society see me? Like, you know how the society sees someone who is." If 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 you if if you if your kind look different from others or uh, miss out, I could say if 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 you if you don't go th- if you don't menstruate, if you don't go through this and sorry, if you don't go through this, uh, there's a way the society sees you, mm. sees you different, sees you like your would I say threat something like that. That's too much. Mm. Like like your th- a threat. A threat. A threat is too much. <laughs> <laughs> a threat is too much. Like you're mm. different. You're, you you don't belong around them. You're, you're abnormal. Yeah, I think that's, that's the right one. Bakurabango muntu atabajam. So she fights so so much to the extent she does some weird things. But here she meets a friend, 
Uh, this friend believes in the culture, the norms, the taboos, and so mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. So our friend gives her an advice, a very weird advice. Mm. Uh, Okay, she she gave a couple of advices. Mm. I don't know, is it the right word? Advices or advices? Advices. Uh, one, she tells her uh, to get to go under the sun and lay naked and put her private parts up for the sun and eh. speak some words in belief that that's wow. a curse eh. and <laughs> Ocho, will, yeah. which culture inspired you <laughs> <laughs> the sun we will eh? we'll find out but are these things a reality yeah uh, some okay i didn't want to say but it is a kind of true story you know mm. with movies uh, you twist here and here and there but uh, there are things that are true in that mm. and when i was beginning to do my research on on what to do mm. everyone ignored this topic then i was like why is it not because i made research and i was asking my friends the girls the boys what should i do among us all the list i sent mm. it's only i think two people who gave me a menstruation i was like why is everyone ignoring this mm. why that is then they are giving me who wants to see that on screen mm. it's disgusting who wants to see that who wants to even talk about that does it matter who's going to view your movie then i was like oh so let me try and see whether who, who mm, am i going to annoy i really like yeah no one is make if no one is talking about it then it's going to be something new so mm. with that i made i i i made aliet wants a flu mm, as mm. a title aliet wants a flu and under this uh this girl gets uh stress to the extent she tries out this weird advice uh of uh, using hot hash mm. under her private parts and this uh, you, you know the damage that comes out with that mm. but this is a belief when like you use hash hot hash uh you smear around your private parts you speak some few words there and here oh, uh, then your blood will come when it is very hot it is hot from the cigarette <laughs> from my from the chot you, you also can is, imagine <laughs> you see, i don't even want to imagine you get like uh, she, she has never seen her periods but she feels she's supposed to, she's supposed to do to, to to have her periods supposed to have this uh, in order to give birth in order to start around people you know uh, only that the, it is a short story but uh, a feature length of it i uh, would have uh, she's undermined she's looked over by uh, at school even by the teachers are uh, seeing her as a curse like you know this and this you're not supposed to do this and she doesn't feel comfortable obviously mm-hmm. how would you feel it is really something hurting uh, another advice she got uh was eating a frog i think that's the most weird thing like <laughs> eating a frog she looked for a frog th- uh, when we are directing we cut some scenes of her. so all these um like all these advices inspired by the fact that she's not receiving her peace uh, she wasn't seeing her period so she thought it would work mm. because if maybe they are would be meant as around to teach the society that mm. this is normal for someone to delay mm. because most people think uh, as long as you hit 12 13 mm. it is automatically you receive your peace mm. which is not true mm. and i'm here to tell everyone that it is possible for someone 20 years mm. 
to start getting her periods mm. at a later age which is normal uh but uh, with the misconception uh people have around the, their societies uh i'm still under the the, the movie uh, mm. the earlier to once flow uh you realize she went through suffering to do these things uh the part of eating a frog and i mean burning up a frog roasting a frog uh eating it and later on getting complications of course you can't eat a frog and be safe mm. of course i don't i don't know how people who eat frogs yeah you know frog like some 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 of these uh, animals are poisonous i don't know, maybe she ate and but it wasn't good as i told you this is a true story mm. i was told by uh, someone i don't want to mention because mm. she she yeah, she warned me she said i'm not telling you my story but don't even talk about me don't even we agreed and she told me that i when you really look at her you look at her and you're, you're like yeah you're really strong if <laughs> you really can do all these things so for me like uh, i'm sorry to cut you short emma um for me what uh, what is out, uh, what has um really touched me from what emma has told us is um like like girls you don't need really to struggle hard to get your periods i mean it is normal from emma's awards it yeah, is normal to yeah, to to yeah, delay yeah. your menstrual like for your menstrual cycle to delay so i'm uh, moving on to jamaima jamaima <coughs> as a girl what are some of the taboos you've had um maybe what are those things you've experienced that are not factual uh while uh, going through your menstrual cycle i think for me a lot of a lot of girls experience shame like there's this shame that surrounds menstruation you'll say in class and the periods come and mm. you've stained your uniform or your clothes and now you can't stand up or people are laughing at you in 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 class wherever you are there is this shame that surrounds our periods as if it's not something normal that happens to every woman every single month yeah mm. so i think the the whole culture of silence mm. around menstruation breeds this this shame that people feel like it's a very normal thing for you to stain your clothes like it's an accident that has happened let us let the people around you help you to fix your clothes to get you some pads to to make you comfortable instead of just blaming you for something that is that naturally happens to your body so that 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 is one thing i think for me that i experienced when i was still in school because a lot of young people these days are in boarding schools so you find that even the first time you're going to experience your period you're most likely going to get it while you're at school and so my my question would be like what are, what are schools doing to doing, yeah. eliminate this this entire shame around it like it should be normal for people to talk about it for the boys in class to know about it when they are having discussions around these topics they should not separate girls from boys uh-huh, you get uh-huh, because uh-huh. now for us they would separate us and then 
talk to you about these things. The boys don't know anything. When it happens to you, the boys are there. So th- there are conversations that everyone should be involved in, not just the girls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Surprising uh, mm. this happens at school where you expect people to get knowledge about this. And e- exactly. No one is aware. Yeah, yeah. Just because the knowledge at school is very selective. <laughs> and even yeah. the t- I don't think teachers yeah, for, know more about this. For a few, for the chosen few. Yeah, I, I, used, I recall the times when we used, um, they used to come to class and they call the girls out. And they'd be like, um, boys, stay here. <laughs> you understand? We don't ah, yeah, want yeah, yeah. to see. Don't yeah, make noise. Ah, don't yeah, make yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please write down everyone who, who write will write make noise. noise you get. <laughs> and then point. they take the girls out. <laughs> so when, whenever even the girls would come out of such sessions and you ask them, that, guys, what have you been doing out there? They'll be like, no, this is none of your concern. Meaning that also girls, at some point, they are very secretive about. They don't want to talk about. Um, yeah, that's. I think true. this is. Uh, I think this is being groomed by society. Like um, menstrual health is an issue to do with women and girls alone. Man, do not Rich. intervene. <laughs> this doesn't concern you. <laughs> but yet, these are our counterparts. <coughs> Our they, they are our sisters. Our girlfriends. You get, and even our mothers too. I don't know why we don't need to know all about this. I mean, we need to break this. Um, I think schools really need to do something about this. Yeah, and yeah. if there is a school that is still doing such things, God is watching you. <laughs> Our, as a peer educator, you've interacted with so many girls in the community. Uh, you are a girl yourself. Uh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us. So what are those issues that you've faced, you've experienced, or you've had your um, your fellow girls or maybe peers tell you? Well, I'll not like alternate so much from what she has talked about and what you guys have all said. Mm. Um, I remember very well during uh, when we were still in school, like primary school, secondary school. After we having those. Uh, sessions with our senior ladies, we used to be told, don't tell the boys anything. You get. And you <laughs> sure. know, it just makes girls like feel like what is happening to them is a curse. <laughs> you it's get. It's not so, like it is so bad. <coughs> and that is why probably you're saying that girls used to come back to class and the boys used to be like, what have they told you? And the girls are like, you're out. This is not your business. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like this is something that is biological. It's a biological yeah, process. Yeah, and without true. it, we would not be here because the cycle has to keep going on for a woman to, for an egg to be released. And then probably if menstruation does not happen, then if the woman has had sex, the pregnancy, that's one of the things we suspect. And that's why people are on earth. So I feel like there is a lot of stigma about menstruation Mm-hmm. Girls feel so bad, so embarrassed. They feel embarrassed about a biological process that happens to them. When it happens and they are in class, probably even in those lower schools like primary schools, when pro- someone discovers that this girl now can has her peas right now, they feel like the person they shouldn't even get close to that pa- to that girl. Or if she has had her peas, you feel like she's so dirty. So it just makes the girls feel like this is not something that is supposed to happen to them. I've not yet interacted with some girls, but personally, 
I reached points where I was like, but God, do I really have to go through this process? You know, when I was young, I think about 13 years. Mm. I was like, but can't I miss it? Because I feel like society uh, is not, is, feel, does not look at it, as, I felt like it doesn't look at it as something that is right mm. to happen to me. So I'm thinking about those girls that probably don't have mothers and they are staying with fathers, the people that are staying with single fathers. Okay, I'm talking about the single, the families with single fathers. Yeah, yeah. How do you there. speak to your father and tell him that, Daddy, now I want money to actually buy pads? So the stigma has made girls keep quiet, and that is why they have resulted to doing so many things like not going to school because they can't talk to their guardians to provide things that are needed during this time because they are shamed too. They mm -hmm. feel like this is a shaming. Yeah, definitely. And this has been birthed by the society. Somehow I feel like it's because, is it like an African tradition thing that, uh, that probably the singers have told they are... Other societies are just starting to open up, but it's, it's still vast worldwide. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. For and now. you see, just to, to <laughs> add up on what she said, like I had a neighbor... Uh, who was approached by the daughter. And the daughter was like, Dad, I need, I need some pads. Like, um, I'm going through my menstrual um, cycle. Please, I need, I need some facilities to support me, go through it. And the guy was like, Boss, I don't have money. Mm. Like, I don't have money. And uh, this girl came to my mother and explained to her because my mother understands. And actually, when they were talking, they told me, Juma, first, first, go, first away. go away. And I was like, okay, you know, like I stood just close to, to where they were and I had everything they were saying. Then, then, at that time, I had joined the Peer Educators Academy. I mean, we had, we had studied all these things. I came back, I was like, mom... <laughs> Come on. It shouldn't be you. At least tell me. Tell me what's up. She was like, I'm not going to tell you shit. So I was like, but unfortunately, I had everything that you said. I mean, like, if you want to have um, husbands and fathers that understand the value of a part, you mm. need to groom them, groom them now at their youngest stage. You want to say something? Yeah. Mm. So I also have a very similar... <laughs> Example, when I was young. So uh, I have sisters, a number of sisters. But uh, they used to have this time, and most of my sisters, I think, have really bad, cramp days. They really feel pain. Mm. So this is what my mom used to tell me and my other brothers, that your sisters have stomach aches. That is a stomach ache. <laughs> that is <laughs> you get so, so for me, I used to think these stomach aches are unique to girls. We didn't know what it was. We just knew these are... Because they touched the stomach. So we used to think they were what? Mm. They were stomach aches. Mm. Until sometime when we really had organized information from school or somewhere else mm -hmm. about. <laughs> so parents should really parents should really approach these conversations to their children with Definitely. Yeah. I think it is through conversation that we groom, uh, we can groom a parliament that is going to pass laws that are in favor of menstrual hygiene. You look at our parliament, uh, the biggest percentage of, of uh, people, I mean, the legislators are men. 
Guess what? They will talk about a part. If at all they all don't understand the value of buying, guess yeah. one part. So we call upon uh, parents, I mean teachers, um, to really advocate for this issue, to change this narrative. I mean, educate your boys, tell them wagwan. That's why we shouldn't. We we can't we can't really have fathers like like my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if the, the the girl told actually told a horny guy like me? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Let's no, 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 do whip whop. <laughs> because you don't understand what it's you just be like. Yeah. I, I, I think I think uh, by talking about this helps. I just imagine if maybe alluding our childhood, these girls could come from their mistresses after the education, they're like, you know, they talked about this, this and this and this and this. It could be it couldn't be news to us. Mm. It could be something new. By the time you're growing up, you're aware of this. But someone coming and they are quiet. <laughs> when they tell you when you're old, you feel like... But again, you can't blame these guys because they have because, been instructed yeah, not to tell not you. To tell. <laughs> <laughs> so these parents are right. <laughs> so like, um, I love how the conversation is going and how really it is actually. But then as everyone was talking, uh, I remembered how we did a sex for pad story during the COVID period. And this was a scenario whereby, was it in Kasese? Where girls were exchanging sex to actually get money to buy pads. So imagine you're having sex with this man for them to give you money to buy pads. But then we know how that goes. You're going to get pregnant. Then there was this, when I was thinking about that, I remember this other conversation we're having, I think sometime, and someone said, there was this boy in the community that literally impregnated all the girls because every time they would talk about like menstruation, he'll tell them I have a solution for you, but the solution like will help you not get periods forever. And what I'm dri- I'm going to tell you what I'm driving at. So he would sleep with all these girls, and of course, like most of them got pregnant because for for him he kept telling them the solution is when you. I have a solution for you. When you sleep with me live, um, you won't get your period. And you, we know what it means. When you don't get your period, you're definitely pregnant. Mm-hmm. And when you're pregnant, you definitely can't see your period. So that comes back to the whole, I think, what everyone is talking about mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. The stigma, and then the stigma bridges, like less knowledge. Like there is less knowledge about this. Now, girls in the village, you people are so... However much they say our cultures have been there since time, I don't know when. But I feel like I don't know what our singers were doing then or what they're doing now. The people were supposed to ideally help us because girls are not informed about these things. Because why would a 15-year-old girl think sleeping with a guy is going to be a, a solution? Does that make sense? Or what is pushing young people to think that if I have sex with a man to get money for... Like what that's... What is bringing us to that point? Okay, what is bringing young people to that point of like your 13 years? And then for you, think when you sleep with this man, like you don't think about anything else, but you think you're going to get like money to buy a pad. But even when you do, it's too late because you're probably pregnant, probably got an STIs already. So I feel like there is less knowledge, and I think it's because of the stigma. Like, we can't talk about it. This is an issue we can't talk about. If you're to talk about it, you have to talk about it in hiding. And it's funny how even as we have grown, we have gone to school, there's something still I can't talk about with my parents. Now, if I'm going to get married, I've seen my cousins are going to get married. Like, even with an educated family, they'll be like, Zine Songa Zachi. 
Zamuchi saying like you get even when you talk about periods right now our parents are educated by the way but still mm-hmm. growing up still like I don't think I had a conversation with my parents about like menstruation because even when I got into my periods I got into my periods from school and then when I did I I didn't want my parents to know about it like they never got to know because the school hasn't thank god just to give out pads so I used I never told my parents for like a whole year because I was scared to talk about it Yeah. I, like I I didn't know what was happening cuz even there is that whole thing of like you know how girls in schools are like the moment you get your period you're now fit to get married they'll start calling you mommy yeah, yeah. like those funny <laughs> names <You're> grown <laughs> yeah grown. like you're grown even the boys like would make fun of us like hey mommy bakazi bakulu yeah for us we are still get young as low as 10 years and that's yeah and some people woman. actually get into yeah. their like periods like at seven, eight. <laughs> so what happens to that seven-year-old who has grown up traumatized that people are calling her mother, everyone is looking at you like they want to eat you. Like You, you know, get. You know, I've literally had like a, a be, uh, menstruation being one of the things teachers are using to embarrass some students in class. True, true. Like you, they can tell a student you've had your menstruation for maybe a period of about three years and you're still not reasoning. And yeah. then you're like, seriously, are you a teacher? I know. You're not speaking this out. You're, you're not looking like someone who is educated. And that or comes who is. from a teacher. Mm. Yes, very well. That was like a way like teachers would shame students in yeah. school. Because they would be like, but for you, you're fit to be a, a mother of three kids. Why are you not understanding math? Why <laughs> mass? <laughs> like seriously <laughs> teachers. You know, uh I think the biggest time that um our children, like our peers, our sisters spend I think is at school, right? Yeah. With these teachers. And uh, they are the fountain of knowledge are the people we look at as people who inspire us but if a teacher is making such a big statement uh really It's killing the self esteem the confidence and uh creating more harm than good really it's not it's not a nice thing it's not really a nice thing and um so Ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the uh, midway of our podcast and I want you to remember that this podcast is proudly brought to you by Richer Hand Uganda, Saudi Media Hub and Partners. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to follow us on all our social media platforms um, at Saudi Plus TV. You can always catch us live and also you can also catch catch our amazing content. Uh, on um, Saudi Plus TV via our website www.saudiplus.org and also do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch all these podcasts as um, people really share great insights and do not always forget to check us out on SoundCloud to listen to life-changing stories here on the Saudi Plus um, podcasts. So uh ladies and gentlemen my guests so um allow me to usher you into our final uh part of our podcast with um an amazing question the question of hope 
how are we going to do away with all is- the issues that we have really made mention of? And starting with uh, Lynn, Tasha. Oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. But um, I think one of the ways is um, creating awareness. So this awareness is mostly to do with mindset change anyway. To change our minds to the things we've grown up seeing. Because for, for a very long time, I thought menstruation was just something... You, you never talk about loudly or in public or you get... It, it was just one of those conversations that you just talk about with maybe like a fellow girl or even actually never talk about because it's apparently a shaming or it's not supposed to be known because, you know, and you're also feeling like, I mean, it's blood, it's disgusting because some people actually fear blood. They even fear their own blood, so... Creating awareness about all these things would be like a very big step. And as Richard Hand, we are also doing it by using this campaign. So we create awareness using this campaign. Where awareness about menstruation, awareness about safe disposal of like the menstrual products. And then awareness on like just empowering girls because so many girls are not able to attend school. Because there are some girls like deep down in the villages, the moment like that period starts they won't go to school. They'll miss school for four days, for five days, to stay home. There was even a video I was watching where in Karamoja, they actually dig the hole. And then when you start menstruating, you have to sit on that hole oh, Jesus. for like a while. Yeah. And these are things people believe in. And we know the things you grow up seeing, these are things that it's hard to get them out of your head. So this awareness basically brings these issues to light. To do with them, like to just change people's mindset. The mindset may not change today, but if you, if we are talking about these myths and the things that are not right, at least that's something. It's a very good step. We may not see all the wins in one day or in a year or even in two years, but just having, um, just being able to see that after maybe this talk show or after this campaign, after this podcast, maybe now schools actually. Um, having sessions where young young people are all called together to talk about menstruation, where the girls are not separated from the boys, so that we talk about this together, you get. And then talk about also like the safe ways, because when we talk about menstruation, we have to talk about sanitation as well. Water, you know, when you're in your period and you're at home, you're in a, you have a toilet that flashes and you're in your period and there is no water, you know what it means, the, the ladies. Oh my God, if you don't have water... Even some girls who don't like showering, at least when they're in their period, <laughs> they do shower. You get so. Now we're talking about a singer. Singer has like water scarcity, so you can imagine what those ladies or young girls go through. You have to move miles, even miss school just to collect water from somewhere, and you're so menstruating. And you know when you're in your period, you have so many emotions all over the place like you get so angry you're so Mood irritable swings. yeah and these things are real and then they are sending <coughs> you to go five kilometers to fetch water and you're like having pain the cramps and if we can start having open conversations about this the things would have discovered earlier now like endometriosis i don't know if you've heard of it most of us have grown up having cramps because it's normal but people are actually failing to give birth because of that endometriosis people are are having cancer because of that. So the, the more we open up these conversations, the more we create awareness to make things easier. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, uh, Lynn, for sharing with us uh, those great insights. Uh, let me move to Trevor. What do you think we can do to uh, alleviate all these issues that a young girl is facing out there? I mean, uh, Lynn has mentioned <coughs> most of the essential things, but what I would like to re-echo on is <coughs> the, the, the need to have these open and inclusive dialogues. Guys, let us kill this secrecy of this issue. I grew up knowing these things were stomach aches for a long time and it really <laughs> irritates me up to now. Like, seriously. <laughs> Why is it that only girls have these stomach aches and not the boys? So let us have these open dialogues and I prefer them inclusive, having different diversities of people, the parents, the religious leaders, the children, the teachers, mm. and the boys. That yeah, brings me now to my next issue. Let us engage men and boys. Mm. This helps to reduce the stigma. Mm. Because you bring the girls from wherever they've been taught very good stuff, they'll come to the boys and the boys will laugh and the girls will feel bad. Mm -hmm. They are not immune to that pain that boys create. And mm. you know how boys can be weird. Uh, de definitely. Yeah. Then also now, thirdly, this is also very important. I think before, before mm. you move any further, I think also we need to talk about the boys being cooperative well, this yeah. uh, information is really made available for them. Some boys, I mean, we tend to be very, very, um, <laughs> I don't know, very weird. Yeah, boys, yeah. You understand. And it comes to mindset change, like Lynn said. Mm -hmm. Boys are still so, there is that patriarchal nature in boys mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they portray when they are, you know, I'm the man. So they kind of make the ladies feel small and feel less confident. Mm. And this is very sad. I heard of stories where in some schools, boys are here, put mirrors down on the desks, guys. That thing is sick. Those mm. things are so bad. They are so yeah, yeah, inhuman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah de de definitely. Yeah, yeah so definitely. those are things. That's why boys need to be, to be brought in. And actually... Also, same boys do a shame girls. Now, when you see a cloth on a girl's skirt, uh -huh. you start calling your friends to come and, uh, and see, start yeah, bullying not, her, maybe not. saying funny words to her. I mean, that's all for but what? Where are such boys like when they grow? I don't see such people yeah. like in the society when they're yeah, all over the place. Trevor, Trevor, when the girl does anything, <laughs> like even on the bed, I don't know relationship things. That's another place where they need oh, to empower no, no, So I was lucky. Mm -hmm. So many young on a there are things I didn't see and growing <laughs> up around girls, mm. I personally, me, I was used to such. It is not new to me. Mm. Yeah, Kati, every moment we have you get a Davango, Banavant, whoever, where are they? Yeah, at school they could do that, but we could have some friends I meet today. They they are they are well changed. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they change over time, but still insane. People can even be educated, but they do not they do not have that particular knowledge on the mm, subject yeah, we definitely. want. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. So uh finally, very importantly is we need to increase access to these pads, these sanitary products. Mm. Yeah, because you find girls sleeping, having sex for pads case. Just imagine. It is really so many. I think, to so me, some, sometimes I think, like, this is not a problem of availability. They are available. I mean, we have so many companies that are manufacturing them, but now the rates at which they are being sold really becomes a problem mm. that even a girl can't access it. Why do we have a condom? I mean, sex is a choice. I choose to have sex with anyone that I want to have sex with. Mm. 
mm. at any one moment. Mm. But a woman does not choose to her to, to menstruate. Yeah, yeah. You understand? You know, sometimes it, it draws me back to such a conversation. Like, why do we have even condoms being given free? For free, true, yeah. true. A pad is a pad is how much? Three thousand five hundred. Three thousand five hundred. A girl in Kasese, deep in the village. Do you think she can afford it? Now that is the standard price all over. Now you find that really limits. That's why me I say like, I mean, if I'm that sugar daddy, (laughs) you get, you come, you give me, I give you. You understand? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we and do then the you have to go every month because he cannot give you for like six months. You have to go, you guys. That is so you get like a guy would look, a guy, let me tell you guys, a guy would look at such a girl and be like, Wow, this is my type, this is what I've been looking for. I think I think guess what such guy will do of course you, there there will be an exchange that may t- result into um, unintended pregnancies and yeah. um, but let me ask diseases are there, i know uh, they are there but they are not the, they are not such common like uh, the companies giving out condoms and it, so yeah they are it's true they are not as many because you find most organizations, while, eh? yes, you cannot say your your. Where is the impact when you give condoms once a year? I mean, this is supposed to be some monitored impact. So, to organizations that commit to doing that, mm. can they do it the right way? Not just to show that they are doing it. You know, you just can't give once and you disappear. You get, or even a very that's not less, sustainable. That is not uh, really. Yeah, I think the so, should uh, also. Mm, yeah. you, you, you say the government something. should also put a hand in this much, yeah. as much energy as it is putting in condoms. Uh, <laughs> because me, uh, growing up, I could have almost a box of condoms without even using it. They get spoiled. Uh, you give out to friends happily, and it is fine. Mm. But now growing up, I'm realizing pads are, so, are so supposed as to be such. Like, they're supposed to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah because definitely. Because this is something natural. You you have no control. We should have a box in a school for pads. Not like even in the school. Station say, somewhere. Uh, in fact, condoms station. are now more free to the point that they're advocating for putus to have priced condoms, to sell condoms now because the ones that are free are so many. And now that, nowadays they're even scented. <laughs> no. I'm telling you. So <laughs> the yeah, pad discussion should be broad. <laughs> so uh, let, me, let, me go, let me get to the entrepreneur in the house, Jamaima. <laughs> So tell us about your initiative that is uh, supporting young girls to maintain um, a good menstrual health. Um, so eco options, we, we started, I started it with some friends of mine and we sell sustainable menstrual products like menstrual cups really. Mm. And it's big, okay, for us the challenge during COVID, we saw the campaign that Richard Hand did mm-hmm. and also like if you guys were in COVID, people were not working mm. and there was scarcity of everything. Yeah. Mm. But during that time, women are still menstruating. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it was a bit challenging because every single month, even us who are a bit well off were feeling the impact of having to buy pads every single month. Mm. And there are these options that people are not aware of, like menstrual cups, where you only buy one cup that you'll be using for 10 years. You don't mm, have to mm. buy pads anymore. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we began Eco Options to 
help Ugandan women have access to these other options. Because every single time conversations around menstruation are being had, you're only people are only talking about pads mm. only. Yet mm. there are things like tampons, they are menstrual yeah, pads, yeah. True, they, true. they are reusable pads, mm. they are also menstrual dis- discs. So like I think there oh, is a wide information gap when it comes to menstrual mm. hygiene products. I, yes. if, I mean, if I could also ask uh, how do you manage your support? Uh, do you have any organization supporting financially uh, during your movement and so on? Oh, for right now, hey, before you are, go, Jamaima, yes, please answer that question with uh, care. with care because <laughs> I can see the way this gentleman is rolling in. He's about to throw some dollars on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. No, we don't have any support. It's the profits that we get from our sales that actually support the work that we do elsewhere. Like, we just give out free information on the internet. Like, at first, of course, a lot of people were not aware about these things, Mm -hmm. but the more you give, you equip people. And, like, this also, I think, hints on what Lynn was talking about, awareness. Like, people are, are not aware about the options that they have, and that is why they continue to suffer. We have had so many customers over the years because we've been from 2021. Like at first no one was buying, of course. <laughs> no, no one was buying. In our first year we sold around I think like 10 cups the whole year. But the more people are equipped with knowledge, the more they see something and then they go on Google and search and they're like, oh, there is this thing that I can actually do. Yes, that I can use. The more they opt for these other sustainable products that actually is their lives. I wanted to to ask Mm. the menstrual cups. How much are are they? And um, are they eco-friendly anyway? And then mm. how much are they? Can a student in school even use them? Are they safe for them to use? And then the other question would be, um, I think I've seen on your, web, on your page, you also have the knickers. Is mm. it the reusable knickers? Yes. I'm just wondering how, how are these products like financially okay to be like accessed like even by a student in school, like the cups? Because... Mm. Yeah, because ideally the cups are supposed to be eco-friendly. Yes. And then also maintenance of those cups. Like, if I'm using it, how do I use it anyway? Mm. Do I just throw it in water? Do, like, what do I do? And then the knickers, how do they work? Mm. Okay. So I'll start with talking about how to use the cup. The cup is made of medical-grade silicone. So it has no side effects on your body. It's inserted inside your vagina. And it collects blood, like... Pads, the way they work is that they absorb the blood and then you take it off, throw it away, and get a new one. But for a cup, it simply collects the blood and then when it's full, you take it out, pour, and rinse the cup with water and then reuse reuse it. So it's extremely eco-friendly because... If when we look at the life cycle of a discarded pad, one pad will take around 500 to 800 years to decompose. Wow. Yeah. So this has 
a very big impact on our environment. Yeah, How definitely. many pads is every woman using per month mm-hmm. over the course of what we menstruate for around 20 years? <laughs> 20 years? People <laughs> go to fourth till they eat menopause. <laughs> yes, no, you've not yet reached menopause. Hey. So, like, this is such a... Like, these pads have such a big impact on our environment Yeah, yeah, that definitely. affects all of us. Mm. So if you are comfortable, we always tell people, like, you have to be comfortable with your body to use a cup. Are you, do you want to try it? Like, if you're not comfortable, menstruation is already a very uncomfortable period for mm. a woman. Mm. So it's not by force that opt for this thing. No. Mm. If, if it is something that you have thought about, and you think, I can try it, mm. then you try it. Mm. For young girls, we advise them to talk to, like say, if you're still with your parents, you can talk with your mother to see how comfortable I, is she with you using this thing mm. because it's inserted inside your vagina. We have so many <coughs> cultural, how do I say it? Norms, like culture stigma mm. around th- these things. Yeah, mm. People are very concerned. Is she still a virgin? Those uh, things. Yeah, eh? d- definitely. So, Man, uh, okay. <laughs> it, it, it can cause some tensions if uh, you just, especially for young girls. So we, t- we tell them, like, if this is something that you want to use, mm. speak to someone, like, speak to your guardian about it. Mm. But regardless of that, you're going to grow. Yeah. Mm. And they, like, my business partner, the one I started with, the reason she used a menstrual cup at first mm. is because someone came to school and told, like, taught about menstrual cups. We learned about them in high school. We were not using them in high school, but someone came and told us, oh, they are menstrual cups. People use them. What, what? And when we reached campus and we were tired of pads of buying them every single month, we're like, ah, why don't we go I online? Because no one is selling them here. We went online and ordered some for ourselves. Mm. And we realize it's a very good thing. So even for young girls, they may not necessarily use them now, or maybe their parents may be against them, mm. but they will grow up to be young women who may want to try. Mm. And so equip them with the information. Okay. Oh, the menstrual underwear, they are reusable knickers. No more thing. Earlier I was talking about the shame that girls face when you stain your clothes, what for all those things. So we came, we have these underwear that are leak-proof. They have a leak-proof layer. So you wear it instead of your normal underwear, yeah, with your preferred menstrual product that you use, either a cup, pad, what, what. But in case of any accident the blood will not reach your clothes because this underwear is protecting you from this. Mm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jemima. Wow. That, uh, what you're doing is really a great job. That's a great initiative, really. Like uh, you're, you're, you're paying attention to yeah. our climate. It's, 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 really, it's, it's really a great uh, innovation. Um, I would love to ask you just one question, in just one minute. Where can we find all this information? So we have social media pages, Eco Options. Mm. We have our website, ecooptionsug.com. Mm. 
Yeah, and our website has all our contact information, even our social media. You can also send us a WhatsApp message. We talk to so many women who have, if you have any question, even if you're not buying our products, mm. if you just want to know something, you can always send us an, a DM, a WhatsApp, mm. and we can talk to you. Oh, wow, that's, that's yes. interesting. So uh, my, my dear listener, particularly Shama, Shama who's listening in, Shama awo, awe, kamo, chao. You've, you've had where you can find information. I don't want to find you in. Eh? Why is Shama? Eh, yeah, Shama, Shama is listening. Shama, uh, great regards to you. <laughs> so, um, guys, we are running out of time. I would love to request our peer educator, please. Um, just in like two minutes. Tell us, uh, what solution do you think we can offer to have girls uh, maintain a good uh, menstrual hygiene? Thanks for the opportunity again. What do we have to offer to... What solutions do we offer? What, what, what can we do? To have girls... So, as peer educators, uh, we have studied about uh, making reusable parts and mm -hmm. how they are used. Mm -hmm. So I think this should be information that should be taught to the girls. Mm. To be, uh, why, to, the first thing they should know why it is important to keep clean during mm. this time. And uh, how do we make those reusable parts? Because we have spoken to, uh, uh, during the conversation and we have seen that the parts are being expensive. And you know, I'm still wondering till now, like, we have so many women have been empowered and they are now leaders in the country. And I've not seen so many of them putting a very big emphasis uh, at this point in this generation. I expect that just like we find condoms in a toilet and you just choose to be like, ah, I'm not taking a condom today. It should be the same way. Pads. <laughs> As, as supposed to be put, or any of the other products that my colleague has talked about. I definitely agree. So the same way there is supposed to be a box in that girl's uh, washroom that has pads. And this should be done constantly because this, it's a, this, this is a government, an yeah. entire government that is putting out bills and bills of money to be used by the leaders or to be used in different sectors. I think this is something that should it's not doable. be so hard because we are just speaking about it here, but girls are making decisions and these decisions are leading to long-term effects on them, cancer yeah, yeah. and so many other things. If we dig deep down into the medical field that are causes of uh, girls keeping quiet on this and taking very, very funny decisions that are not supposed to be taken. So I feel like this should really be looked into. Other NGOs should come out and stand for this, for the health of the ladies, because it is important. Be uh, ladies are, uh, I believe you know that they are the biggest fraction of the population. So it is important for this population to be kept healthy, such that we, we spare their you. lives. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the girls also need to be taught, I'm still talking about the reusable pads, how they are supposed to be used, and how they can come up with 
them how they can they themselves anyone can make yeah. one mm. so that those are some of the things that I can talk about then on top of that just as uh, girls are encouraged to hold their heads up high and be proud of who they are and even the processes they go through this is i feel like it's the it's god that has accepted these processes to happen to our bodies so regardless of the season of the month whether you're having your menstruation or not your days should not change you should not feel like okay these days are so bad and then you curse your life just as girls are encouraged to be proud of who they are regardless of any any time of the month even the men should be talked to very very much and taught how to treat ladies during this time how to uh, they should be encouraged to support the ladies in order not, not to make them feel down so Yeah, Thank you so much for those amazing insights. For me, I would love to make one point, and uh, that is uh, something to do with um, climate action. I mean, we everyday uh, industries do dispose of a lot of wasteful products in our water bodies, and some sometimes sometimes sabotaging our water sources. I mean, for a girl to go through. Um, Uh, to 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 maintain uh, hygiene during her menstruation she needs clean water so if you are polluting our um, our water, water i mean where will they who will help them you understand so i do i do call upon um, our legislators maybe to really be strict on on environmental policies and ensure that a girl child has clean has access to cheap <laughs> and clean water affordable yeah, right. you get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, water nowadays is very expensive yeah, you yeah, understand yeah, yeah. Eh? so emma uh, i'm sorry we've really run out of time but i would love to take your parting shot what do you have to tell the world uh first i would like just to in uh, one minute okay first i would like to impose a question i think to a moderator mm. just a, a funny question mm. uh I'm reading here and it says eh? Emma uh, you're reading what, from okay <laughs> what would happen for instance <laughs> if suddenly or magically men could menstruate and women could not what do you think Pardon? would happen what could happen <laughs> if mm. men could the menstruate and <laughs> women could not mm. uh, and the answer here says mm. uh, there could be availability of supplies everywhere just like you yeah. see condoms uh, definitely uh, there could be advertisement everywhere about this i would stand uh, bold every day <laughs> and tell people yeah, uh, exactly uh, and tell <laughs> people how how a boost worth masculine <laughs> and all that uh, i just wanted to impose that like to show we need to educate men men and at at, at a young age not getting at uh, this because at uh, there's the age whereby input too you teach someone something and just look at you and you know but you see when you begin with the young child akula manyiti you know menstruation is okay this is normal yeah uh, there's also another point of uh, investing in menstrual edutainment like for example movies mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. most people learn through that music movies and so on that definitely definitely the, uh, the, the normal teachings at school Cool. Mm. Uh, also are uh, having a uh, private menstrual period specifically mm. yeah for that because it could help uh, people to be aware 
of in case someone has a problem where they can run through and uh, finish up that. Mm. Uh, what was outstanding for me is uh, the use of entertainment to educate. I mean, as young people, we learn while having fun. Mm. Anything that is not fun, I can't learn Just from like it. Just like today, you, you know how to, at least where you can, I don't know, a role that is called fri fri a trigger, at least, you know, through movies. I've never held mm. a gun. I don't know how it even looks. Okay, I know how it looks but like, but I've never used shoot. it. Hey. But at least I know if I get it, I know where, because it's because of movies. You, you, you get, that? yeah, yeah. But I think if... They keep we, us we, yeah, we, we get more <laughs> movies, uh, sponsorship from government and so on, uh, working on this. And we applaud you, Emma, for that. Thank you so much for use, for utilizing more all respect, these more uh, platforms to educate the girl child. So, Lynn, please, your parting shot. Um, I don't think I have a parting shot, but um, join us for the Andu the Taboo campaign event that's happening on 28th. Um, of this month, which is just Sunday. I hope all of you are there to see young people use creative arts, just like Emma, to actually highlight these issues. And young people being at the forefront of these issues is very vital um, so that we have a generation of better people. Well, thank you so much, uh, Lynn. Uh, Trevor, your parting shot. <coughs> yeah, once again, I appreciate this conversation very deeply. What I can say is, can we have more of these conversations? Can we have these open and inclusive dialogues? Thank you, Richard Hand, for doing this. Can other organizations emulate this and put it into practice? Because such things are important for educating not just the girl child, but also the boys. And very importantly, the boys. That's very, very important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> um, as we close off, I also want to uh, encourage people to use the, the non-biodegradable. I mean, the, the biodegradable ones, the ones that are eco-friendly. And I try to divert from the pads as much so that we can conserve the environment mm. but for those girls that cannot afford please let us also increase access to these uh, to these products and make sure that at least these things are affordable everywhere thank yeah. you so much trevor and guys we've run out of time i want to take this opportunity to thank you for coming through here at uh, saudi plus studios thank you for um, killing off your time and uh, come and uh, participate in this uh, fruitful conversation and hope uh, our dear listeners you have really benefited a lot from uh, this conversation and do not forget that the fight is for all of us is not for only people who seated in these studios it's, uh, yeah. it's i mean we need a, a collective action towards um, supporting girls and women have um, proper menstrual hygiene I've been your host, uh, Juma Safari, a communications officer here at Richer Hand Uganda. Uh, do not forget, uh, once again, to follow us on all social media platforms at Saudi Plus TV. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Saudi Plus TV. And also, do not forget to check us out on our SoundCloud to listen to these amazing uh, insights from great and knowledgeable people. Until we catch up next time. Ciao.
Is the key stay smart, decent, and elegant. Time to Kenna was in Bengati elephant. Set the respiratory by so factors, main constant. Protect yourself. Life is precious, better know that. Quit living a fast life, you better fall back. Doing drugs so you can look cool. Don't be a fool, better stay in school. Don't lose yourself in what they do. Don't do drugs because your friends do them too. Eh? Better be different. Maybe one day you can be the president. I'm talking about the life that you leave, the choices you make, and sure that you breathe. Don't you let the peer pressure make you something you don't want to be. Live your life the best way you know. You can be whatever you want and even more. Yeah, it all starts with you. You look at me, you know dreams come true. Crazy. Unless you wrap it up, no. Slapness, we now go keep up. Respect yourself, one life we live up. Oh, yeah. Live it up, live it up. Make the most of your life until your days up. I mean, I'm not yonder. Yard to your thunder. Make the world know, say we bless up, bless up. We know who we are. Shining like a star. Do it our way. Live it every day. We know who we are. Shining like a star. Do it our way. Live it every day. Oh, you gotta look within yourself. You gotta be strong You can make it If you believe it You just gotta change your Better. 